Hobby Addict の時間です It's time for Hobby Addict And now here are your anime addicts We're back with episode 218 of Hobby Addicts. Every week we're here sharing our lives with you. We're gonna Every do it week we puke in, we here. We are. <laughs> <laughs> If you leave out our whole conversation before that, it makes no sense. Oh, I thought we were going to lead into literally with lead Mandy saying cat puke. puke all over my bed this morning. I got this, I got this. So I'm your host, Mitsugi, and joining me is Mandy and her pukey little kitty. Ravage. I was going to try and make her meow, but for some reason now she decides to be silent. <laughs> she chooses when she meows. Thank you very much. <laughs> and of course, we have Mason、yeah. as well. That's me. I thought you were going to say Mandy's pukey little cat and then say my name, and I was about to feel very <laughs> offended. <laughs> How are you guys doing?、Uh, okay. It's really hot here, so. Yeah.、But I'm doing my best. Yeah, we're holding up. <clears throat> All right. Well, today on Hobby Addicts, I'm going to be telling you of a fight for my life on Mount Belford in Oxford,、uh, another mountain climb, as I will do until the season ends, which is more or less the beginning of October. And of Mandy has Death Come True and The Silence of Bones. I'm just going to take a guess and say those are games. One's a game and one's a book. Oh, you have to find out which is which. Coming up here. <laughs> and Mason had movie night and has game and book impressions. So that's always fun. So lots of good stuff for you guys today. And where should we begin? Uh, <laughs> Don't everybody、uh, jump at once. I mean, I just have <laughs> lots of little things. So I feel like in order to get your full story out, I, I kind of want to hear about this, What, this, this adventure. Yeah. I mean, your, your death,、right. near、right. death experience is top thrilling. <laughs> All right, so our goal this year was to, time, was to climb 10 mountains. And we've done, well, we,、uh, as, of, as of yesterday morning, we had done four. So we we're on our way. And Mount Belford is, it's, in, it's a mountain in the Sawatch Mountain Range of Colorado, which is like the second layer, basically, as you go west from Denver. And they're really close. Mount Belford and Mount Oxford are separated by only approximately a mile and a half. So we figured, you know, we'll just do them both. Because nobody wants to climb back up from the bottom to do the second one again. It's just w- so much effort. And,、right. uh, so we, we, we woke up at 4 a.m. as usual and started driving. And we got there around 7 45. And it was, it was really warm yesterday. I mean, it was 100 in Denver. And at even at like 7 30 or whatever in the morning, it was still like 60 degrees up in the mountains, which is super unusual. The trailhead started at about 19, 9,500 feet. So for it to be like in the 60s was wild. So I went shirtless the whole day. I was like, I'm going to get a tan because I had this really like awful three toned Neapolitan tan on my arms. I think I might have talked about it before, but like pale as a ghost from the, from the mid bicep up. And then I'm like, sort of like a, a hint of a tan from the mid bicep to the mid forearm. And then, like, from my mid forearm down, I'm just tan, like, you know, like, like the good old Mediterranean boy that I am. And I'm like, you know what? I got to fix this. So I went shirtless. 
um, shorts. We were both in shorts, shorts, tank tops. My girlfriend came with me. And um, so we start this hike, and it starts off really nice. Um, it's in the woods. First thing, you cross this bridge that has, like, this raging Maybe not raging, but like a pretty good stream below it. Like if you jumped in it, you would, you know, potentially wash away maybe. Uh, but it was just really pretty. And you walk up the mountain and it's just this forest. Kind of like what we did, Mason, a little bit foresty. And and then also a lot like what we did, there was an avalanche area. So there was an, there was an area where an avalanche had wiped out part of the hillside. And the terrain was just really interesting and... There was even like a log bridge you had to cross. So there were like these, there were like five or six trees that were down that you could, that you could walk across to go to get across the stream again, <clears throat> further up the mountain. And, you know, lots of pictures. I took lots of pictures. There's the, uh, I think you guys saw the photos, but there's one of me and my girlfriend, she's standing on some rocks and that's like right about where that is. And, um, you keep going up the mountain and it's a normal hike. You know, no big deal. There's a lot of people. We're actually passing a lot of the people. Like we've we've gotten quicker. So, um, we the whole hike yesterday we averaged two miles an hour speed, which is pretty good. You know, because some of this is you're like walking like straight uphill. I mean, it's like not two miles an hour speed. You know, but we were kind of booking ass up the mountain. Um, and I think it's because we like we we really look forward to getting home in the evening and just ordering Chinese food and playing like South Park and whatever and just vegging out. So we went like since it was since the whole hike was supposed to be eleven miles round trip, we th- we didn't think we'd get home till like eight p.m. And so you know my girlfriend was already giving me shit about it, and um, so we were kind of walking quick, passing all these people, and we get to the base of Mount Belford where the final where the where the approach starts. And it is steep as hell. I mean, it was it was a thing to look at. I mean, it was it was every bit as steep as what we did, Mason, but f- way way longer, like much oh, longer. Oh dang, dang. Yeah, much longer. And um, <laughs> people were like, just stare. There were a ton of people just stopped at the bottom. Like, I think they were kind of debating whether or not they even wanted to do it. Like, because you could kind of see the top, but it was. Oh my God. It was like, if there had been people up there, you would not have seen them. They were, it was so far away that they would not have been visible to the naked eye. Um, and it was just wild. So we start going up it, you know, and, uh, I, I stopped at the bottom and, and ate a couple of pop tarts. <clears throat> pop tarts are great hiking food. They're like fast calories. You'll digest them in no time and they taste great and they and they don't take up much space. And they're Do you cal- get the same flavor every time. You would ask that question, wouldn't you? Um, so I, I mean, I did. I think the s'mores pop tarts are my favorite. The ones that kind of have like the graham crackery, the the like the not the the part that isn't icing is kind of more of a graham cracker. But okay. It, but they didn't have that at Seven Eleven yesterday, so I just got the like the classic strawberry, which is fine to me. Um, I think my girlfriend got the like uh, cookie do- cookies or brownies or something. It tasted more like a cake. Um, so we start going up this mountain, and we did really well. Girlfriend did really well. She's she has slight anemia, so she's normally slower. And I was setting the pace, and she was keeping up, and she and we did really well. And we actually got to the top of Belford um, in about by about um, close to I would say eleven thirty ish. I mean, it was pretty pretty good ascent. We beat most people up the mountain, and we ascent, we we summited the mountain in a little over three and a half hours, and it was pretty impressive. The, the hike up the mountain is not very noteworthy. It was just a, bi- a billion switchbacks. I mean, just insane. I mean, it went forever. 
Um, and Belford's pretty tall. It's 14,200, so it's kind of in the middle. Top of Belford was pretty neat. It's like you kind of get to the top, and it plateaus out, and then you're, like, walking on flat, and then there's, like, this big-ass rock, like, huge rock, like Rock of Gibraltar sitting up there, and that's the top, so you got to climb up the rock, and it's just like, why is there a rock the size of a house up here? But, you know, it's there, so you climb it. And um, then uh, Oxford... We had to do Oxford. We didn't spend much time on Belford because that wasn't the ultimate goal. Oxford is is east of Belford, another mile and a half, and you have to go down 500 feet, walk a bit, go up 500 feet, and then you're at Oxford. And going down the, the ridge from Belford was brutal. I mean, it was so steep. Um, it took us a long it took us a long time to get down it. I mean, it was hair raising. Uh, if you had fallen, you might have rolled into your death. I mean, it was steep as hell. Um, I, I always prefer walking uphill than downhill. It's so much easier on your body. Yes, and coming back at Mason, it was much easier to get back up it than down it. Um, for sure. I mean, no doubt about it. We we reclimbed it in probably 12 minutes. But coming down, I swear it took half an hour. And um, but if, but and then it was kind of neat. Like there was this valley, like 2,500 feet below us in this valley. There were like this herd of wild mountain goats that were walking, and that's kind of why you go hiking because you get to see some stuff you wouldn't you wouldn't normally ever get to see. These wild herd of mountain goats just grazing and walking in this field, and they had some babies with them. And there was a guy with like this really nice camera he was photographing, and I had I took some. Oh, ultimately not good photos with my iPhone that you could just tell they were goats and he can't really tell much else, but really special. And when we got to the top of Oxford, you know, we took some photos and it was, uh, it was nice because we got to the second one in a day, which is kind of rare. And I was just wiped out. We were all wiped out. All of us, even the dog, we were all exhausted because it's 15, the hike is almost 6,000 feet of elevation gain. I mean, it is not easy. It's a long ass hike, 6,000 feet. I mean, people, <laughs> that is six Tokyo Towers, to give you an idea of how high that is, that you climbed. I mean, you're, that's three Tokyo Sky Trees. I mean, it is nuts. And we were wiped out. And then I'm sitting there. I, I, was, I thought it to myself, but I didn't say it out loud. I was like, we got to go back down this thing. <laughs> and I'm sitting there. I'm already toast. I've eaten most of the food. Um, and, boy, the dog was looking tired, and she was starting to walk funny. And so... We start back and we and we made it back up to Bel to where Bel to where Belford is and it took us about two hours to do the the total three miles out and back from Belford to Oxford, which is pretty fast. It was it was okay, standard pace probably. And um, then we were thinking like, where do we go from here? Because um, I you guys don't you guys don't know don't know what what the topography map looks like, but I've I've been studying the the topography more before we leave, and by that I mean like. A topography map is a map that shows like the terrain. And so if you've ever seen, for people listening, if you've ever seen a map that has like lots of wavy lines all over it, the wavy lines are basically showing you like how steep something is. You don't have like all the noteworthy features like lakes, mountains, mountain peaks, ridges, um, you know, trails that exist, rivers, whatever. And so I knew that there was a way to go around Belford to the west because nobody wants to go down that, that, that giant hill I described earlier with all the switchbacks because I mean, Oh my God. Like, I mean, Mason, it would have been like going down what we did coming down like one and a half times. I mean, it would yeah. just, just, just forget it. Like your knees are going to be destroyed. Your ankles are destroyed. Your feet are wrecked. Cause you're just, and it's not, it's not snow enough to do butt sliding. No, not a 
not I, there was snow could be seen, but it was there was no snow to be to be enjoyed, um, no luxuries, and it was just. I was like, do I really want to just destroy my knees forever? Do I want to guarantee I have a knee replacement surgery like 20 years from now? Or do I want to go around this fucking mountain? Because there was a, there's a pass called Elkhead Pass that goes around the mountain and then goes basically between in like a valley that, that basically goes around the mountain. And it's longer, but it's much more gradual. And so someone told us it was an extra two miles. So we're like, you know what? An extra two miles where you're walking quicker than you otherwise would be. Maybe you'll break even on time, but we'll say, but we'll spare our legs somewhat because it's not as steep. So we're like, you know, we'll do that. So we took we took Elkhead Pass to the west, and boy, was that potentially a mistake. I say potentially. <laughs> I say potentially because the I, I don't know what it would have been like going down the, the the way we came, but we didn't do that. So I will say it was a lot more scenic. So there was a section where it was it was literally the sound of music. I mean, it was unbelievable. It could have been it could have been where the movie was filmed. And like, I got a video of like my girlfriend twirling around, just like the, <laughs> it's pretty fun. Um, but, um, we, we theorized that it added close to four miles of, of extra walking. Um, and it was, it was really tough. I mean, it, I ran out of water. Uh, the sunburn started to set in. I put my shirt back on. Um, there's a video on our discord of me drinking out of a mountain stream with, with, uh, my dog. And fortunately the mountain water is unbelievably clean. It's it's filtered by rocks and a lot of it is spring fed sometimes and there's really nothing above this point for it to be polluted by. So you're literally drinking water at its purest form and it's so cold and it's so just fucking good. And if you ever hike in the mountains and you have a chance to drink out of like rushing water from like a stream, do it. It's so great. Um, I've done it in Japan as well and it's just always never a disappointment. So I, I was on my hands and down on my chest drinking water out of the stream just like the dog. I filled up the hydro packs. Um, cause we were out of water at this point. I've done, I've gone through 90 ounces of water. I filled them up. It again. wasn't, it wasn't on a, a mountain, but probably the best water I've ever had in my life was, uh, had a trip up to Alaska and like went to a like iceberg and just like the pools of water that like drain through that. Yeah. Most, I mean, you're essentially on a big ice cube. Like, of yeah. course it's amazing, <laughs> but I, I know it's not quite the same. I imagine it's probably similar though. It's just ice cold. You, it's so clean. It's just great. Um, and we kept walking and well, we finally got back to the point where, um, where we had ascended Belford the first time and it was, we were just drained. I mean, it was, wow. I mean, it was brutal. Um, and about five to 10 minutes after that, um, my girlfriend, she's tough, but she's not meant, she's not that mentally tough. So she started crying and it's hard for me to deal with. She cried. She's cried on every other hike we've done, I think. <laughs> and, um, we started back down the mountain and it was just like at that point, like a struggle for life. Like I ran out of water again. I've now gone through a gallon. Both of us have gone through a gallon of water. The dog's feet are bleeding. Um, and, uh, yeah. So when, like, for example, when, when we got back to that, like log bridge, um, like my girlfriend like slipped and she kind of like, you know, put her hands down on the log bridge and she was fine. But like, she just laid down on it and started sobbing. And I'm like, you're I'm like, you're literally lying on a bridge that's made out of four, like sick, um, cypress trees that are not very thick or sturdy. And it's like, if you push one of those things out and you're going to fall like into the water. And I'm like, I was like, get off your ass and go like get, you cannot, this is not the place to cry is in the middle of this stream on this little rickety little bridge that is like not sturdy enough for two people to walk across at once for sure. 
Um, <laughs> it was just a, the whole, the whole last four miles was just me trying to get her to not quit. You know, I got to hear the leave me here to die. I'm going to die here today. Um, I was like, do you want me to call a helicopter? Like I work for a company that does life lighting. Like, do you want me to call? Do you want me to, <laughs> do you want me to call the police? It's like, no, no, no. I'm like, well then get up and let's go. Like, I can't leave you here. So it was just brutal. Um, we did make it back uh, by about 5.30. So the whole hike took nine and a half hours, which is not awful for a hike that ultimately we clocked. Her Fitbit said 19 miles. Um, I think that's impossible. I looked at the, at the map when, when we got home, and I think it can't be more than 15, so I think that Fitbit is old and needs to be replaced. But, yeah, I mean, 50,000 steps. The Fitbit said she burned 5,000 calories. The Fitbit doesn't take altitude into account, so you burn more at altitude. So I mm -hmm. think I probably burned close to 7,000 calories yesterday. Um, just insane. I mean, just unbelievably crazy. Um, I have a sunburn on 50% of my upper body, including my head. Um, it's not... I'm not in like a lot of pain because it's not super bad because we used a lot of sunscreen. Um, and the knees are busted. Uh, her, her feet, her feet were so beaten that like she was crying because she said she couldn't feel her feet. She's like, I'm walking, but I can't feel the ground. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> like what is happening? <laughs> and I'm guessing like marathon runners probably deal with that. My, my feet still feel kind of messed up. Um, and I know hers do too. And the dog is in bad shape. I bag bombed the dog's pat puppy pads last night. Um, everyone's busted. But we I was about to say, it. have you taken like an aloe vera bath yet just to like ease the sunburn? I, I rubbed some like solar cane on, all over myself a couple times, which is basically like aloe vera gel. But um, I don't think it's going to it's going to it'll fade. But we survived. This is our 13th, uh, 12th and 13th mountain peaks ever. We've done 23 percent of the mountains in the Rockies now. Um, and uh we are we and the sad part is we have to go back to the same spot because there's another there's, there's a third mountain peak we didn't get uh, called Missouri Mountain that is fairly close to where we were maybe another but like there's no freaking way we were gonna get that one today so we're gonna have to go back again later and we'll go up a route that is slightly different <clears throat> there's a route where you have to like wade wade through a river upstream and go through it's like l very different hiking like we're gonna have to put on we're gonna have to take our shoes off and, and walk barefoot through like a stream and you know like upstream like through, like we'll be in the water for a while and there's some like pretty interesting stuff with the other route but we do have to go <laughs> go back to the same exact spot which is like just oh my god like not not ideal at all but but uh we'll do it so i assume it wasn't a six hour drive like last week's no it's a little bit closer no, it was, it's, a lot of these are in the same general area, um, in this, this mountain range, it was about two hours and 20 minutes back. So we got back around 8.15, I had Chinese food, we had, um, cookie dough blasts from Sonic, drinks from Sonic, um, and, uh, we ate everything, and I, I, I made 10 bagel bites a few minutes ago, and I put, may I put like, sriracha mayonnaise on each of them. I was like, I don't care. Like, I don't, I'm going to eat whatever I want the next day or two and not give a shit. And you'll be very proud of me, Mason. I have a gallon of water right here on the next to me. My man. And Stay I am, hydrated. And, and I am committed to drinking this whole gallon of water before we finish podcasting today. Uh, I will consume this whole gallon in the next four hours. So I've taken up enough time. Um let's jump to Mason said this was quick, right? So let's jump to Mason. Yeah. Um, and let's hear what you got. Yeah. So I've been up to all sorts of things. Um, 
first really don't have to spend a lot of time on it watched a couple anime adjacent movies uh first i watched shin godzilla uh which oh. came out i think three years ago that's the one that was directed by hideki ano who did like evangelion and his and her circumstance and all that stuff is that the one so, that has the girl from stranger things in it i don't think so ken watanabe's in it is he in it no, that's that's like Godzilla King of the Monsters or something oh, okay. that came out okay. I think the year before. Okay, I got you. This is this was like all in Japanese and it was a look more on kind of like the bureaucratic like government response to if there was like this, you know, crazy lizard invasion like, you know, how how do they determine like what part of the military takes care of it or what ecological properties are in charge of like <laughs> who's in charge of evacuation like it was very much like about the suit and tie response to a godzilla attack and i thought it was super cool it was like i I was not sure how ano would do as a like live action director i've never seen any of his non-anime works um i thought it was really well done like it was very much just dry in that it's a lot of talking and you know just tens and hundreds of characters and suits and ties just like debating how to do their jobs but i was engaged for the entire two hour run and it looked pretty solid the monster had like googly eyes because i think that they were trying to like kind of have like one foot in like modern cg and one foot in like respecting like the roots of like you know that used to be done by like guys in suits like so i think they were trying to appeal to both demographics so it does look a little goofy, mm-hmm. but overall, I was really surprised with how good it was. And yeah, it's it's called Shin Godzilla, and it's it was it was a it was a banger. I I'd recommend it. Um, the other one uh, Mandy was part of was for our Discord movie club night. We watched Lone Wolf and Cub. Oh right. Yeah, and I overall I thought it was a pretty good movie. Um, it was all right. <laughs> it was. It, it was I think the longer, problem with it oh, sorry, I was gonna say I think the problem with it is that they just chose one of the worst arcs in my opinion but it was still super silly at some points which is what I went into it for exactly that's kind of what I thought <laughs> of like for a first movie if like I didn't know anything about the lone wolf and cub franchise I'd be like eh yeah like I get the appeal of it but there was a lot of just unnecessary stuff in it and that went on too long but like I did go in to it like mandy said for like the goofy fight scenes the overdone special effects with blood like the almost like cheesy campy level of like mm-hmm. violence and like decapitation and stuff and it absolutely delivered for all that so <laughs> what i went for it for it delivered so i was pleased in that response and we had a bunch of people show up and we had a good time i i thought we were gonna have a lot more people being noisy or just like kind of distracting from the film but I think we hit like the right balance between like cracking jokes and like yeah. just letting it do its thing. So uh, thank I think, you. I think some people were very disappointed or not disappointed, but disturbed at some point. Yeah, understandably <laughs> so. Understandably you didn't know so. anything about the yeah, especially franchise. if you were going in blind. Yeah, but uh, the 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 baby, the kid, the cub was absolutely adorable. He oh, stole the he's show. So cute. It was. It was disgusting how plump and chonky he was. It was <laughs> it was pretty chonky. great. So he, all of his clothes were way too big for him, and it was adorable. <laughs> he was just floundering in it. It was <laughs> it was great. So I, I don't recommend that one as strongly, but 
it definitely served its purpose and it was it was a good time watching it with friends um let's see just i'll go quick on these next couple um tried a couple video games uh, i tried doom eternal oh um i've played the original doom and as someone who's not a big fan of like first person shooters i really enjoyed when i say the original doom i mean like the the new remake done by bethesda that came out a couple years ago and this is the, the, the original doom. yeah the original doom <laughs> aka the new doom the new original doom you know what i'm you know what i'm I, saying i thought we were talking about like fucking yeah, jaguar <laughs> yeah exactly pixelated stuff no so this is new doom and this is the new new doom called doom eternal and i just like it was fine it was more of the same like it you know it really emphasizes constantly moving around the map just chainsawing demons like getting more ammo using all your entire arsenal to like just beat down constantly constantly spawning demons and it does what it does well but like it was close enough to the original that i was like i get the appeal for it but i just i don't really want to play a whole campaign of it so i kind of Put that aside, and I picked up Devil May Cry Five. Oh, I've been I've been, I've been wondering about this one because I played all the others. Okay, and I've played, I've dabbled with the other Devil May Cries. I've definitely been more of a bayonetic guy. Like I've played all those games, and this is very similar. Obviously, not done by Platinum, but by Capcom. But so far, I'm only only about six hours in. I'm enjoying it. 70 80 percent like it's not so compelling where i'm like finding myself playing for hours and hours like i do with like a dark souls game but overall it's been fun to just pick up and just blast through enemies it's very stylish it just it feels pretty good to play the cutscenes are hilarious and Mm -hmm. the (laughs) yeah there's like a cutscene at the very beginning where you're going around slaughtering all these zombies and like over the top cartoonish style and like a lady like takes a puff of like a cigarette and then the whole cutscene ends and at the very end it like in subtitles it's like uh capcom does not endorse smoking it's like <laughs> that was the message that they wanted to make sure like hey constant killing yeah. okay it was uh, very deadpoolish exactly it was it's fun i'm enjoying the swagger and they kind of break up the combat by having you play as three different people who all play completely differently and all feel still oh good I'm, i love playing as v <laughs> i i knew you would because it's like the closest adjacent to getting a bow in that game but like you get and used pets. To, you fight with pets exactly but you get used to playing with someone and you're like oh now i have to learn someone new like i was just getting attached to him or like why but it does a good job of making it feel different but keeping enough concepts in the controls where you don't feel like it's hard to jump between them mm. so so far, I'm digging it. It's stylish. It looks phenomenal. And there's a lot of replayability if you want to go for, like, maximum style. It's not about surviving the game. It's about looking good doing it. So Yeah, getting stylish points. So I'll, go ahead. How, how similar is it to the other Devil May Cry games? Which ones have you played? I've played all... I've been, I mean, I've played all four of them. Oh, okay. I say it's closer to four than out of all the other okay. ones. Yeah. Gotcha. So, I mean, it's worth checking out, especially if you can get it on a discount or just like rent it. But I'll probably have more thoughts on it once I get more of my teeth into it. But it's been more enjoyable than I was expecting so far. So, 
It's oh wow, it's still forty dollars. Well, I guess it's, I say, guess it isn't that old yet. I'd say the first Devil May Cry was actually kind of more serious than the rest of the franchise. Two mm-hmm. was fucking awful. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, fucking terrible. Three was a nightmare because I think they fucked up the difficulties on them. So the normal difficulty was like nightmare difficulty. And then they had to fix it by re-releasing it again. <laughs> that was hard. That's a fuck and up. Then, and then four, four was where they started to get really ridiculous and silly with it. There are also very silly parts in three, like the whole pizza scene at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. but, oh my God, um, yeah. But... Yeah, because that was young Dante, but then, like, you get Nero in 4, and 4 was also super silly and over-the-top, and, uh, like, the whole fight scene between Nero and Dante in the very beginning was, you know, it, it illustrates how, or it gives you an idea of how the rest of the game's going to go, because it's so, it's so ridiculous, and they're always trying to one-up each other. It's like that <laughs> in okay. 5 so far. Okay. And, uh, and honestly, as someone who like didn't grow up with the series and really start with one and two like i didn't mind dmc i know a lot of people were like it's not dante it's not devil may cry i didn't uh, play wah, DMC. Wah, wah, wah. i have it but it's I have it's it, but I pretty good it yet, it's pretty good it's fine it's definitely not better than five but mm-hmm. it's you know it has that combat that is satisfying and and delicious so gotcha yeah da- dante's da- still a sexy yeah. beast though. Uh, yeah, dante's even in his yeah. older age, he's looking good. <laughs> he's one of the coolest ever, probably. So, yeah, I'm with you. For sure. Uh, Devil May Cry and The Witcher. Those are my two franchises. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. If, uh, if, v, v is such a fucking weirdo, too. Every time I play as him, I crack up because he's so serious, but, like, recites everything in, like, poetry. He's ridiculous. Yeah, if there's <laughs> a button to read poetry during a fight... Yeah. And you just read it while he is bird familiar, just like cracks, like terrible jokes. It's like such a weird disconnect. Like, you know, that panther has to hate his life. Oh, for sure. A panther is debating just eating all, both of them every single night. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it's it's a good, good time. You can go, Mandy. All right. Mandy. Oh, OK. I don't really have much. I'm kind of happy you guys took up most of the time because mine, I don't, I haven't been, I haven't got far enough in either of them because man, this week I've just been, I've just been reading a lot of manga this week (laughs) and I'm saving those for manga minutes. So I don't have a lot to talk about, but I played, I'm about two hours into Death Come True, which is probably most of the game because I'm reading that it only takes like three hours to get through it your first time. But Death Come True, I talked about on, uh, like, one of our, um, like, free topics a long time ago. And this is the live-action story game that is by developer 2Kyo Games. And the director is Kazutaka Kodaka, who is the director of Danganronpa. And this one is live action. The all everybody, it's it looks like you're playing a movie, and I would compare it to something like the Bandersnatch. It's mm. a lot like that. Okay. And uh, this one is on Switch for fifteen dollars. I think you can also get it on iOS, and it's coming out on Steam uh, soon. I don't know when though. I just saw it said coming to Steam soon. But the story is that you play as Makoto. Uh, I think it's Karaki or Karaki, and you wake up in a hotel room, but he has amnesia, 
Of course. <laughs> they always have, as, have as amnesia. You as you do. <laughs> I was really hoping his name was Makoto Karage, like the uh, fried chicken. Like that, the fried chicken? That would have sold me on the game, not <laughs> Fried gonna lie. chicken-san. <laughs> no, uh, he wakes up in a hotel room, and he gets a call saying, this is your, like, um, like your... Uh, wake up call and call the front desk if you have any issues. And he's kind of looking around like, how did I get here? Like, how did I get inside of this hotel room? And he starts looking around. And when he looks in the bathroom, he sees that there is a woman tied up in his bathtub. And he starts freaking out. He's like, <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> so when he goes back into the other room, uh, on the TV, a news uh, report comes up and says that they're looking for a serial killer. And his picture is up. And he's like, uh, what? And then there comes a bang at the door. And when you look out the door, you s- you see a cop who's waiting for you. And then the it's basically like playing a movie, except you get to decide what to do. Like, it pauses to give you options. And, uh, like, the first time you play, when you first go, like, up to the door to see who's there, you only have one option because it's telling you, it's trying to teach you like how the game is played which isn't hard it's very simple it's like playing the banner snatch basically <laughs> basically you're just choosing things and seeing what happens but uh then what happens when the cop comes in he realizes that you are the serial killer that he's looking for he came there just for uh a noise disturbance call but realizes who you are and attacks you and then in the fight he ends up killing you then your character wakes up again in the hotel bed but he can remember what happened and he's like at first he thinks it's just like a dream like it was just a a weird dream but he's like wow how did i get to this hotel but then things start to repeat again and then this is where it gives you another option where it's like instead of answering the door you can go hide and then things keep on going like that but then eventually um like every time you die it just restarts and then you get to choose something else uh but you also uncover more of the story like he can get uh memory like flashes of his memory uh, back and uh so 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 dying is part of it and like it's good to collect the deaths because then you're uncovering more of the story as you go along and uh all the characters that you meet are somehow tied together and there's also this kind of monster guy walking around who's really huge and scary and he kills you a lot (laughs) And most of the game is running away from him and trying to figure out, just trying to uncover what happened. Why are you a serial killer? Were you a serial killer at all to begin with? And why are you stuck in this hotel? You can't leave it. All, every time you try to open up a window, it it's locked and all the windows are like frosted over. It's bricks. Does it uh, feel like, it feels like Silent Hill. I was going to say, yeah, a monster kinda, walks yeah. around and kills you. Isn't that the Resident Evil remake? Maybe. <laughs> are, you, are you talking about Mr. X? Uh, probably. Okay. Are you talking about? Okay. This. All right. Never mind. There's a guy in Resident Evil Two who like pursues you actively. Yeah, that guy. But the acting's really good, and like it looks like you're playing a movie. Like it was really well done. There are some very silly moments in there. You're like, hmm, that doesn't feel like that would happen like, that way. Can't, like campy shit. Yeah, like when uh, you hide, the cop runs in and finds the woman in the bathtub. But instead of like calling for help or anything, he just picks her up and carries her out. I was like, what cop would do that? That's kind of (laughs) weird. But um, 
yeah, and then you find out that sometimes people are not exactly who they say they are. It's it, I'm having a lot of fun with it. Yuki Kaji, the voice actor, is, is plays a role in it as well. He's the concierge, and uh, kind of creepy too because you can tell that there's something supernatural going on because he's the one who like every time you answer the phone, he says, "Come to the concierge or come to the front desk if you need help," and then you can ask him weird questions like, "Where can I hide?" and he'll tell you where to hide. <laughs> It's like, it's really weird. Like, there's no way out of the hotel, and time keeps repeating itself every time you die, and uh, I'm having fun with it. I thought it was really cool. Like, I think it's a cool idea. I like, I really like the interactive movies. Um, That sounds pretty neat. I, I, I played a game a long time ago that kind of reminded me of that for a second, but I can't remember what the hell it was called. But it's one of those games where, like, there's a, like a crime sort of story unfolding, and your decisions heavily affect the direction the game goes and it was like a ps2 game i'm never gonna remember be able to remember the name of it now but like it starts off with a murder like that and you are um like you know a suspect or whatever but yeah i'm never gonna be able to i'm never gonna be gonna be able to recall it but that kind of reminds me of those other games like um yeah i must i must be like just my memory is like gone uh there's that game where you're like little kid goes missing in the beginning and forget it i'm lost Oh, no, you're fine. I'm, this I'm this to is the, the mystery one. game, trying to think of what game he's talking about. There, there's a game on PS3 where, like, you're Heavy Rain, is what it's called. But Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, like, decisions are... But, like, there's a game on PS2, like, that I played long ago where you are, like, cr- like you encounter crimes and things like that, and, you, like, the decisions you make heavily affect the way the story goes, and it's very dark and... So it doesn't sound like exactly the same game, but I like those games where you're able to like, um, where it feels like the things you do actually matter, like in the direction the game goes. So, but those games always seem really short because like in order to get them like that, they can like, they're only ever like nine hours long, but. Was it Fahrenheit something? I'm trying to remember. <laughs> I'm going to drive you guys crazy now with that. I don't, I really don't know. I'm going to have to. Maybe. Was it Fahrenheit Indigo Prophecy? Indigo Prophecy. Yes. How the hell did you get yeah. it off of that? That's amazing. Because I, I played that game and I let my mom borrow it. <laughs> she game, wanted to play it. That's amazing that you figured it out off that awful description. <laughs> yeah. Oh, PS2, crime. Yeah, I, I figured it out. Yeah, Indigo. she's the, the detective master. Yeah. I'm the detective. <laughs> I'm the master detective. <laughs> Indigo. Uh, yeah, so is it is it at all like Indigo Prophecy? Because. I mean, it's live action. Okay. Oh, okay. But I think I think Fahrenheit, if I remember correctly, because it's been a really long time, that one you could collect items along the way, I believe, if I remember correctly, and like you could actually walk around. This one is like it just a movie, but you get to make decision. Like it'll pause to make let you choose how the scene plays out. Right. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. Um. The other one I don't really have much to say about yet because I haven't finished it. I'm reading a book called The Silence of Bones, and uh, this is uh, a South Korean novel by uh, Chun Her. I, I apologize if I mispronounce names. I'm not great with Korean names. <laughs> I promise it's not on purpose. None, none of us. I'm sure none of us are, are very, you know, very good with them. Yeah, and it's um sort of like a historical. I mean, it's set in like a historical point of time in like the 1800s and it follows a woman named, uh, actually, I think she's only like 16 at the beginning of the book, um, a young a young woman named uh, Seol, who is an indentured servant to uh, this cop force. And uh, she is also the, uh, or she's investigating this 
death of a high-ranking government official's daughter who they find dead and uh, her nose is cut off and that was oh. like um and there, and she has a fascination with it and she's at, in the beginning of the book she's just like a uh just kind of like an assistant and she doesn't really have like a much freedom to do anything like other than like just just be an assistant but then when the person um han who she is wor uh, working with realizes that she is is really good at um investigating like her like she has really good sleuthing 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 skills <laughs> if i can say that name or that say that word correctly <laughs> and uh he's impressed by her and um and asks her to be like to lead the investigation into this but a lot of it has um like it's very atmospheric everything feels like it's uh shrouded in mist and there's a lot of suspense to it it's very dark um which is weird because it's also labeled as a quote-unquote children's book what? which is what? weird <laughs> yeah but I think it's only because it's so short. I don't know. And the writing isn't exactly difficult. Like, it's not... Korean people are like, it's not. We're not talking about Game of Thrones here. <laughs> it's very short. It's. I don't know why it's labeled as a children's book, but it's definitely a lot darker than you would expect. Because um, there's... Uh, there are some scenes in there about like abuse and torture and a big part of the book is about the catholic persecution during that time and i don't know i'm i find i'm finding it very interesting and i'm only about halfway through i haven't finished it yet i only started like i think it was thursday when i started it and i just have i've barely had enough time to read it <laughs> but no it's interesting and um there is a, of course because of the time that it, it takes place in the 1800s uh there is also a lot of misogyny but it's also kind of cool that seol is the main character and uh yeah she's a really strong character and i'm really enjoying it so i don't know we'll see what, what it's like when i finish it and how the ending goes but uh yeah if you want to check that out it's uh I can't remember how much it was when I bought it. It's not very expensive, though. Well, you'll have to let me know what you think of it when you finish. Because I, like I said, I finished 100 Years of Solitude. That's the book I was reading. And it was amazing. It was spectacular. And I went to the library the next day and just picked up the first book that looked interesting. It was called Number One Chinese Restaurant. It had like a picture <laughs> of a duck and like chopsticks. It looked adorable. Uh, of course. <laughs> uh, I picked it up and I was hoping for like a like in-depth look about like running a Chinese restaurant and like all the components and all the stuff that happens and whatever. And it was just, I don't know, it just wasn't really doing it for me. So I got a couple chapters in and returned it and I picked up uh, a classic that I should have read by now, but I haven't, which is Brave New World, the mm. dystopian novel about the future where uh, babies aren't even like born. They're just like manufactured for like the role. Essentially, it's like the prototype psychopaths mm -hmm. um and it's i'm not very far into it but it's definitely very good i'm really enjoying it but i'll probably get through it quickly so I'll, i think I'll i read that in school i believe it's it's definitely one of those ones that everyone kind of reads mm -hmm. around school kind of with like animal farm or 1984 like it's yeah. very much in that like wheelhouse of books so um it's good so far definitely one of those things where it's like kind of a not a dark mark, but it's almost where I should have read it by now. So I'm kind of 
rectifying that. So, but once I finish it, I'll definitely need some more recommendations. So either this one, Mandy, or listeners, if you have any really good books, let me know because now's the time to read them. Yeah, I was trying to branch out because I was I realized I don't think I've ever read anything from South Korea. Like I read a lot of novels from Japan, from other you know countries, but I was like. I don't think I've ever read anything like a South Korean novel. So I was like, I'm going to find one. So this one came highly recommended. I really like the noir kind of atmosphere to it. So, uh, yeah, I'll how let you know how it, how it ends. How long ago did it come out? I know it takes place in the 1800s, but when was oh, it written? I don't know. Let me see if I can find a date. Let me see. The Silence of Bones. Mm, yeah. yeah, I don't Sounds know when it came out. Bones. Well, this might be new. Well, while you're looking that up, I, I, I've been, I continue to play Two Point Hospital. For those of you that have that play that game, make sure you have cloud saves turned on. Um, it has crashed on me several times while saving, and I have had to restore my corrupted save file um, a, a few times now, which I don't think has ever happened to me playing a game on the PlayStation. Um so if it wasn't for having cloud saves on, I would have lost my data several times. So for those of you that are playing that for based on prior hobby addicts, definitely turn your cloud saves on or you will. <laughs> you could be a sad pony halfway through the, the, the and it's a long game. So, hmm. Wow, this novel's new. I didn't know it just came out this year. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, April 21st, 2020, it says. Oh, wow. Wow, that's crazy. I just looked it up and this one was like at the top of the list of you should check this one out. I Damn. was like, okay, sure. <laughs> cool. Well, let me know how uh, how it finishes up, and I might... Let me know, but don't spoil it on Hobby Addicts or anything. <laughs> okay, I will. <laughs> we'll see, we'll see. All right, guys. Well, we're going to wrap it up here, um, and I'm sure next week I'll be talking about Stick of Truth because we're going to play that tonight, and looking forward to it. I was, I was thinking about the Platinum Trophy, but I, I looked them up, and there's just... Every trophy is missable. I'm like, no. <laughs> and I want to have to like have a, a, a play, like a map to play through the game with in order to get the platinum. But all right, guys, thank you so much for, for listening in. And we'll see you next week on Hobby Addicts. So stay tuned. And you know what? Next weekend, I imagine we'll probably be talking about the Ghost of Tsushima because it's coming out. So we'll see you. Bye. See you, everyone.